again to another episode of Figureisms. I'm your host, Grant Trimble, and in this show, I talk to creatives from models to sculptors to painters, etc., that utilize nudity in their work. The whole purpose of this is to try and understand with greater depth the message, meaning, and choices behind the people traveling this path to foster a greater comprehension of the use of nudity in the arts. I myself fall into this category, but why others do this can, of course, be wide-ranging. Despite the very long history of this discipline, There still remains many misunderstandings and objections to this practice, so my aim is to alleviate some of the stigmas surrounding this endeavor. In addition, I hope to add some context to the greater cultural dialogue regarding sexuality by challenging how nudity is perceived in our society. In this episode, I talk to Johanna Stickland. Johanna is a photographer, painter, writer, and model from Canada who currently lives in Portugal. She has done commissioned work for Nick Knight Show Studio and has been featured in Vision China, Heavy Metal Magazine, and Juxtapose. On top of this, she's been featured in the curated book Girl on Girl, Art and Photography in the Age of the Female Gaze, and has a number of exhibitions under her belt. We are able to talk about a wide range of topics, as we usually do in this show, ranging from Johanna's badass mom, having artistic parents, making intimate feminine work, the problem of getting in her own way, the freedom nudity offered her, and the life lesson of falling down a runway as a fashion model at age 14. This is the first time I've had the pleasure of talking with Johanna, and to give you an idea of how nice she is, I was mispronouncing her name the whole time as we were talking, and she didn't correct me once. I cleared this up in an email after the fact, though, so for the record, it's not pronounced Johanna as I was saying it, it's Johanna. There's even a couple times where Johanna turns the tables on me, so hopefully I'm able to add little morsels of goodness. Either way, Johanna is awesome, so my suggestion is to sit back, relax, and let it all sink in. Where I'd like to start, it's actually about your mom. Your your mom seems to be a pretty important figure in your life. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know if maybe you could explain that relationship and, and what that means to you and what you've even learned from that. Totally. Well, my mom, she's like amazing. She has always been this very like wild, like outgoing uh, person that's like full of energy, which is kind of like the opposite of me, I guess. Like (laughs) I'm pretty uh, introverted and like shy. uh, And over the years, like I'm kind of realizing like I'm becoming more like my mom (laughs) or I'm just like so I think when I whenever I see her I'm just like in awe of her because she's like this she's an actress she like teaches yoga she's super like funny she's always telling like these crazy amazing stories like I just think she's amazing and um when I was younger like I didn't really totally uh like we didn't have the best relationship, I guess, like, because she was always, <laughs> she would like sing at the bus stop and I would be like, oh my God, mom, <laughs> you're too much. And she, um, she had this like, cause she used to be, so my parents, like they met when my mom 
was like working as a stripper like so basically my dad went in like <laughs> uh as like a client I guess or like he said he's like oh I'm just gonna get some food and then he met my mom who was working as a stripper and so that was like kind of her background and um and then when I was a kid she made this like one woman show about her like uh time as a stripper and like I couldn't see the show but there was like posters of it like on the house around the house (laughs) and I was always kind of like uh like oh my god my mom is like so crazy whatever but now like that I'm older I'm just like my mom's badass you know like she's she's had such an interesting life like she's she's done so many like creative awesome things and I don't know I just have like a lot of respect for her and um yeah so like I used to just think like she was like so over the top and she is but I just think that it's beautiful and like she used to like teach like uh, pole dancing classes, like uh, in like out of our living room. <laughs> like, she's that's just, that's like, not no, that's definitely not normal, uh, like a normal no, sort of no, situation. Not, or, I would say, and in my in my experience, but you know, <laughs> yeah. And now it's like I mean, like nothing can really shock me that she does or says because I just grew up with it. But um, yeah, she's amazing and. I just think she's awesome. And yeah, it took me a while because, I mean, I always felt like really reserved. And I think it's like both my parents are very, they're amazing. They're just very like out there and they're both artists. Like my dad's a writer. My mom was like an actress. So I always like when I was younger, I always went in the opposite direction of that. I was like, oh, I'm going to you know, read books and just be quiet. And, and then the older I get, it's kind of like, I realize that I'm just very similar to. <laughs> you want to be kind of a little, a little, uh, good, crazy almost like, you yeah. Kind of- yeah. Well, <laughs> it only lasted for so long. I was just trying to rebel against my like artist parents. <laughs> yeah. So then what, what did that, you know, experience with your mom, what did that teach you? Well, I just saw how, I just started seeing how, like, open she was and how, like, honest and just confident she was about everything. And then, I don't know, something just kind of um, shifted in our relationship where I was just, like, I just felt a lot of, like, admiration. And it just kind of taught me that, like, you know, it's just be yourself. Like she, that's the thing about my mom is like, she, she creates this, like, I don't know, this like safe space around her where it's like, you can be whoever you are. And like, it's totally fine, you know, no judgment. And it's, I don't know. I think that's beautiful. And like, I try to be like that, you know, and I think it's from her. What, um, that that's a, that obviously I'm trying to take all that in cause that's a, a lot of information. <laughs> no. And it's, it's beautiful. Cause I, I think that it's so atypical, but in a way yeah. like you, like you, you're saying it, it has become something that's so positive where totally. I think for a lot of people, there would still be 
possibly even a level of embarrassment that would that could that could surround all of that um and you seem to have taken it in a in a different direction and in a way where that you've really embraced it and it's had a positive effect on on you what do, do you contribute that to is in regards to yourself well i don't know i think i always felt um like old like uh <laughs> i just always felt really uh older than my actual age and I think like I kind of figured things out when I was younger that I was just like okay like it's not uh it's not worth it in life to like you know have be embarrassed or to be like uh ashamed or whatever and I just kind of like was like yeah why would I why would I feel anything but admiration you know for my amazing mom or whatever. And I don't know. I just think it's how I see the world. I'm just kind of like, life is too short and you have to embrace all those beautiful, positive qualities. Why do you feel uh, that you are, you are older than your actual age? Why do you, th why did you have that sense of maturity? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I just, uh, when I was like 14, I was a model and I was kind of like on my own. I went to like Singapore for the first time when I was just turned 14, like for a month, I was just like by myself. And, uh, but even before that, like I was, I just always felt like a, like a old, old soul. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but I was just like very reserved and very like kind of in my own world. And then when I started modeling, it was kind of like then you're thrown out into the world and, you know, I was like living in New York and having all these experiences. And I just felt like old, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that experience modeling, I, I've, never been in that situation specifically but I would assume you really have to sell yourself quite a bit yeah it was a it's so crazy because like it feels like a different lifetime like it doesn't feel like uh like it feels like it happened to a different person but it was just one of those crazy things that just happened in my life I wasn't like trying to pursue it like I was just 14 and it's one of those uh, things that just happens so fast and then all of a sudden like you're working and you have this career that it's kind of like you're learning as you move through it so it was a bit overwhelming for me and I think like because I am such an introvert and I am so like quiet and it was just a lot uh, so I think I got kind of burnt out from it for sure so how did you get into modeling the modeling that you were doing was for some pretty big labels as well. I mean, there were pretty big shows. Uh, am I, am I, did I read that yeah, prop correctly yeah. or, I mean, so how, how did that happen? Well, it was crazy. Like I was just um, like walking down the street when I was 14, like during my lunch break at school and this guy came by with like a card and he was like, you should model. And uh, he ended up being my agent. So I just kind of talked with my parents and I was like, should I go meet with them? So we all had a meeting with this agent and then it 
things just happen like so fast and uh yeah like I went to Singapore because they wanted to like you know send me out somewhere to see like how I could handle that the situation but like in a smaller market and then after that I went to Paris like uh for the shows and then just started doing runway shows and it was like from there on that was just like a crazy year of like things just kept happening and I just kept working what time period was this what year was this so this was like 2006 or 2007 I was 14 I'm 26 now so it was like 12 years ago so then you began your modeling career and what what point did that sort of whirlwind of existence end for you? Well, it was really quick. Like it was under a year. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Like all this crazy stuff happened and then I just got really burnt out. I was, I didn't really like modeling to be honest. I don't know. And then my body started to change. I like got my period and they were like, you need to lose weight. And then I was like, I don't even like, I just want to kind of go to high school. (laughs) Yeah. So I did that. I, so it was only, yeah, I missed a year of school. Like I missed ninth grade and then I just went straight into 10th grade and was like, okay, I'm done with modeling. And then I went to high school and it was like these two totally different lives that I was trying to like manage (laughs) yeah and I felt kind of like out of place as a high schooler too like I was just kind of like you know this is weird now I have to like go to class every day at like you know a certain time and I was used to having freedom total freedom like living on my own so it was kind of a big adjustment what were some of the uh, positives that you took from that modeling that that one year of modeling there? Um, well, it was actually modeling that got me really into photography and art because I would work with like certain photographers and I would always kind of like research them before I would shoot with them. And so it really just like opened my eyes to this whole new uh, world of like photography and like I would there'd be certain people that I was like really excited to work with. And I just remember like having certain shoots where like it was more uh, creative or like collaborative and like those shoots always felt like so good to me. Like I was like, Oh, I'm so excited to see the photos. Like I'm, you know, and I would, you know, be really curious about like their work and how they worked. And like, I just don't think I would have that interest in photography if I hadn't had that experience like as a model I guess do you remember any kind of uh looking back any light bulb moments that that went off where you you know like you said you you've really enjoyed that experience of working with these incredible photographers and you would research them When, when you look back do you see a moment where something maybe changed in you towards you know photography or wanting to pursue that Uh, I remember there was this uh, female photographer who I worked with when I was 14 and it was just like a test shoot like it wasn't for anything specific 
and she was just so lovely and she was like so creative and and uh it just felt like I don't know something in my brain was like oh I want to be like her like I want to do that (laughs) um just because of the way she worked and like how thoughtful she like approached like uh shooting me and like I think also it was more rare back then to work with like a female photographer like they just there weren't as many uh female photographers that I worked with so what was that was do you remember her name yeah I think um her name was Camila I can't remember her last name now like we didn't keep in touch I just remember this one shoot it was like pretty magical but I don't remember her name, which is really bad. <laughs> no, it's, you know, it, it happens. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, and you, like, and like you were saying too, you know, you're 14 and, I mean, I have a hard enough time remembering people's names now. You know? <laughs> I know, <Yeah>. me too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that, so that that should was there anything in particular other than just how she worked that stood out like do you remember do you even have any of the images or anything like that you know there's some there's somewhere in the email like it wasn't for anything specific it was just a like a a test shoot like my agency uh they sent me out to do like creatives with like you know just for my portfolio that weren't like published but uh so I have them somewhere but I just remember like she was shooting film and she had like this little dark room set up like in the back of the studio and it was just it was just really fun and like you know super passionate and yeah I was like oh I want to be like her (laughs) someday so how supportive were your your parents during this time I mean I I would assume they were kind of behind you 110%, uh, you know, being 14. Did, were you keeping in contact with them constantly? And were they, do you remember that, kind of what their general reaction to all of this was as you were going through it and even decided to stop? Uh, yeah, they were very um, supportive and very like kind of, they just like went with the flow of like what was happening. And I think it's, it's kind of a lot for, well, it was a lot for me and I think for them too, because it's like, uh, they want to like, you know, say yes to this crazy opportunity that, you know, doesn't come around so much. And I think they were, they did their best, but I don't know. Now when I think about it, I'm like, if I had a kid, I would not let my 14 year old just like <laughs> go by themselves. <laughs> But my parents are great. They're just very like artsy, like, oh yeah, like everything's cool. But actually I had this moment where I was in um Hong Kong and I was doing like a fashion show and I fell so like I just like kept falling on the runway, like and I was closing the show and I just like kept falling. It was so bad. And uh I called my dad on the phone. I was like oh, this, like, terrible thing happened. Like, I'm so embarrassed. Oh, I'm going to die. And my dad was like, okay, tell me about, like, the room. Like, what's, like, and I was like, it was pink. Like, the walls were pink. The runway was pink. Like, I was wearing a pink dress. It was terrible. And he was like, okay, well, that's pretty funny. He's like, you can look back on your life and you can see that moment as, like, a 
a tragedy or you can see it as a comedy. <laughs> and it was like the best advice ever. And now that's kind of how I <laughs> see everything. You're able to choose one or the other now? Yeah. And I was like, okay, it was pretty funny because like everything was pink and I just kept falling. (laughs) (laughs) That's a, that's a, that's a pretty good challenge though for someone who's, (laughs) yeah, you know, like a, for a father to challenge their, their child to, I guess, to determine how they're going to see the reality. That's a pretty good life lesson. Yeah. It was a light bulb moment for sure. (laughs) Because I kind of see things like that now. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I could be sad or I could just laugh about how. <laughs> yeah, and it's better to learn those lessons when you're younger than it is when you're old. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, even though it's, it can be, it's it's painful either way. So I guess get it get it over with quickly. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so then you you kind of exit that world pretty quickly and and it had a pretty big impact because it seemed to sort of determine where you went from there so you're now in in high school and you said you were kind of used to doing things how you wanted to and being on your own and now you're in another environment what what did that look like um yeah well that was like I I just wanted to be normal Like, I really just wanted a normal high school experience, but I was not used to anything normal. So I was a really terrible student. I was just constantly skipping classes. You know, I didn't really have any friends. I had like two friends. I was super uncool. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, it was just kind of, and I wasn't really into art or anything like I sometimes took photos but I I had no idea like what I was doing so it was kind of a hard time I guess I just felt a little bit out of place and like I just wanted to like you know slip under the radar and just be normal but then you know I hadn't had a normal life so much so (laughs) it was difficult was there any element any kind of resentment for that, the um, not be- basically being able to experience normality? Well, no, because I don't think I was ever really uh, a normal kid. So it was just kind of like this thing happened and then uh, I was just trying to be normal after that. And then I kind of realized like, well, this I'm just not used to you know, the structure of like going to school every day and like doing homework. And I, I didn't, I wasn't resentful, but uh, I was just more like in a daze. Like I was, <laughs> I was just living in my own head and, you know, never going to class. What uh, changed? When, when did all that become something different? Um, I don't know. I, I think, well, I, I left, like, I left after I finished high school, which I barely finished. Um, but I was like, I'm going to move to England. And so I, like, had all these plans. I was like, so I went to the UK and I, like, worked on the farm and I traveled. And I don't know, I think that, like, knowing that I could, like, have my own life and travel and 
you know, figure things out on my own without school. I think that like goal was what kind of changed everything. That just, yeah, kind of raises almost like a bunch of questions in, in my mind. <laughs> why, <laughs> why, uh, why England working on a farm? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I would just think, you know, like, uh, so you're in Calgary at the time. Is yeah, that right? I was in Calgary. Yeah. And how, how big is Calgary? Well, it's, it feels like a small town, but when I say that, like, it has like almost 2 million people, I think. Yeah, that's so what it's like. It's a decent it's a city. sized city. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it felt small to me. Like, I felt like, uh, you know, I felt like I knew everyone and, like, you know, you can't just, like, really be anonymous or, mm-hmm. You have to, yeah. So I kind of wanted to get out of there. And your conclusion was uh, a farm in England. Well, <laughs> me and my best, <laughs> me and my best friend Molly from high school, like we we had this plan. We're like, we're gonna move to the UK. We're gonna live in like a little town. And she had met a guy out there, and but I went before her, and I had like time to kill, and I was in London and then I was like oh I'm gonna work on a farm like in the south of you know England so I went to this uh, place that had a it was like a farm but they had like a bed and breakfast and there was a, a cook there and so I was and I was living like on a trailer on the farm but yeah. it was so not me like I, I felt the whole time I was like I feel like I'm faking this and then the the woman who owned the farm and owned the restaurant she was like very powerful and like very bossy and like get shit done and she just like hated me so much (laughs) and so yeah um but rightfully so because i didn't know how to do shit so You're like, I like how you can look back now and go, yeah, you know that she should have hated me. I, I was yeah. not good. No. Yeah, no, I wasn't. And she one day she was like, I'm going to go out and you need to make these like meringue pies. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. She was like, well, I left the instructions here. And so she left and I spent the whole day like trying to do these. Some, yeah, some pies. And then she came back. She was like, <laughs> she she, I was like, oh, fuck, I did something wrong. I put too much whatever in these pies. And I was, like, dreading when she was coming back. And she came back and just, like, yelled at me. And my stomach, like, dropped. I was like, oh, my God, I'm such a failure. <laughs> but wow. uh, yeah. So then I left a while after that. It was an experience. And, uh, yeah, then I went to New York because I had some friends there. And that's when I bought my first camera, like real real camera. So before we get into New York, I I just what why uh I guess it's you know that like like you said you, you just you went to England and then worked on a farm. What was what was kind of going through your head like why were you compelled to this? Was it something that you read in a book and it seemed romantic or was it kind of someone else's vision that you just sort of were following, following along or, you know, what, what was that? What was the, uh, I guess the sort of the psychology behind all of that? I don't, 
don't know. I think I was just trying stuff out. You know, when you're young and you just like try stuff out to see, you know, like, can I do this? And then you realize, no. <laughs> but no, I just, I just wanted to go. Um, I thought it looked beautiful and it's something that I hadn't done. So I was like, yeah, might as well give this a shot. So how did but you? I was, I was by myself. It was like through, um, do you remember Woofing? What is it? It's called uh, Woof Woofing. It's like world organic, like work on a farm, something. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't think I'm familiar with that. Yeah, it's like a place where yeah, it's they have farms like all over the world. You like can sign up for this website and can work on a farm. <laughs> okay, so so you did it through like a program then? Yeah, it's kind of a program, but um, yeah. Yeah, you just kind of go there. You can go anywhere. Like, people just list their farms. Yeah. It's kind of like a Craigslist situation. It's like, we need this person to do this. Okay. Or, okay. Yeah. yeah, that 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 makes, I guess, that makes a little a little bit more sense. I'm thinking just like, you're like, hey, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm just going to go to England. And <laughs> then like, here's a random farm. Hey, do you need help? You know, <laughs> I, I was thinking, I was like, wow, that's, that's like, I mean, it's wild either way, but I was like, man, that's a, uh, bold yeah, move. yeah, that's really bold. Like that's, I was like, it, it must've been that experience of living in Singapore when you were 14, that you just ha had the, uh, had the guts to do that. No, but, yeah. but I mean, that yeah. still is really gutsy. Like you said, you're on your own and you're, you're 18, I would assume at the time, 18, yeah, 19. 18. And then, so you were, you did that and that didn't work out very well. And then you come <laughs> to New York, you came to New York. Uh, yeah, immediately after that. <laughs> and then your camera. So you, you've bought a camera. Yeah. So that was when I first bought my camera that I still use. What like uh, a, what camera is it? Um, it's the Canon AE1. It's a 35 millimeter. And you still use it to this day? Yeah. <laughs> I would, does it hold, I would assume it holds maybe some significant, uh, it's a significant value, like emotional value. I guess so. It's also just what I'm used to and I just kind of liked it and it was, I don't know, when I like something, I kind of stick with it. So yeah, yeah, I just, I just like it. So then what did New York, what did this kind of phase start off as and, and how long were you there? Um, I was there about three months. I was actually trying to get back into modeling, um, but I was trying to do it like at my size, which was like a size six or eight so it was like kind of in this weird middle ground where like I would I went to see some agencies and they were like well you're not straight size you're not a size zero but you're not a size uh 12 so like there's no work for you sorry which I always thought was like kind of messed up because that's where most women like fall into sizes like you know yeah. So I tried to yeah. do that, and then I, um, so that didn't really work. So I just stayed there for a while, and um, yeah, I started taking some photos, and I was staying with my friend, and I was just kind of 
yeah, just kind of exploring and, um, yeah, doing some shoots. I did my first, like, um, I modeled, like, did some nude modeling also. Was that, that was, that was the, the first time? Uh, yeah, well, I think that was a bit later. I think I was 19 when I did my first, like, nude modeling thing. What was that, the, the reason why you got into that? Um, well, that was actually really cool because um, I can't remember exactly. I did one shoot when I was, like, 18 that was with this kind of fashion photographer. It was, like, fashion-y beach like nude shoot and it was like the first um five minutes of it I was kind of like okay I'm naked like this is weird and then after that I just totally forgot and it was really uh like kind of empowering for me because I've been I'd had all these like issues with my body and you know with the fashion world just like constantly being like okay you're not thin enough like you know I had all these messed up ideas about my body. So when I did that, it was kind of like freeing and, um, and it was really awesome. So a year later, I, when I was, I was in New York again, I just started working with uh, photographers and who I became friends with and we would just shoot and talk. And um, it was, most of the shoots were nude, but it wasn't, it never felt like, sexual or weird it was just kind of like yeah you know this it felt really freeing and really uh like it was good for me I think yeah especially in contrast like you said to being in the fashion world and like you said even going to New York and you're you're not small enough and you're not big enough and yeah it's always just kind of never enough in one respect or another yeah that's and especially too being at uh, a a younger age and like you said even at 14 you're being told this and, yeah and I, I i would imagine there's a a level of psychological pressure that is is placed on you that you don't even aren't even really aware of totally yeah and then finally being able to experience uh, that that level of comfortability with yourself uh I, I would assume that's a kind of a liberating moment. Yeah, it was very liberating and very like powerful just to be like, yeah, this is me. This is my body. Like, uh, and kind of like owning that because I think in the past I was really ashamed and kind of like, you know, hiding myself and not like really not feeling comfortable with myself. And so just being so free, like kind of, it just kind of gave me like permission to be like, yeah, this is who I am. Like, you know, this is my body. This is, this is natural. This is like, you know, here I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, then did you get into, you know, I guess they kind of refer to it as kind of the, the art modeling world at this point or what you, you so you're yeah. in New York and yeah. stuff. What, then what kind of happened from there? Yeah. So then I was in New York and, um, I, was just started working with different people, different photographers. And, um, yeah, I just got really into it and, uh, met so many great people doing this art modeling thing. And I don't know, it was just such a positive, good time. And, 
every like I, so I'd go back to Europe because then I started I was in Portugal most of the time but uh I would do like trips in Europe and every time I would do a trip I would like work at the same time so I would like work with you know art nude photographers and it just became like this big thing in my life like kind of not even on purpose just it just kind of happened that way how long did that go on I mean, I still, uh, I still model sometimes. I definitely a lot less in the last two years, but like, I still have friends that I work with. Like when I go to Toronto, I work with a bunch of people and like sometimes New York, like, I feel like there's always certain people that like, even if I'm like, you know, 40, 50, like we'll still be shooting just cause it's like a fun dynamic, you know? Yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah I, I definitely slowed down with modeling and like, so I guess the last two years I've just been pretty much focused on painting and photography and I don't really model that much. So when did your photography and your painting, when did that really become a focal point? Um, I guess about three years ago. Um, but only really recently has it become like a steady thing that I can you know, say is like my job, I guess. But like a few years ago, I made the decision, like, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to model. I'm just going to really focus on painting. And I started doing commissions and I started, uh, you know, selling my work and, and doing that kind of stuff. And I think by like really focusing on, and on that, like I was able to transition to just like, just doing that. So, uh, as this uh, transition happened, do, do you know why it occurred? Um, well, I think when you are, uh, I think I was just a little bit, not bored, but uh, I just wasn't into being the subject of a photo and, or like whatever. I, I wanted to do my own thing and, you know, make my own work. It was just kind of that, like, okay. I did this for a long time, this modeling thing. It was fun and, you know, I had great uh, times, but I just felt really like I wanted to make my own things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you wanted to contribute probably in a bigger way. Yeah. So you, most of your subject matter, you, you generally is, is nudity. Yeah. Uh, so, and you paint and you photograph and there is a level of, of intimacy and it's, I would say almost like a, a softness and even it's been character. I've seen it being characterized as feminine, uh, which I, w I would say as well. I, I don't know if you identify your work with that. Um, but what, how did that kind of come about? How did that uh, perspective sort of evolve? What what is it that you, I guess, your your work is looking for? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, I definitely like photographs that are kind of tender and intimate. Like I've always been drawn to that kind of uh, photography, so. I guess when I started taking photos, I was trying to, you know, capture something that was 
have felt honest or felt like feminine because I think I'm I think I am a very feminine person I don't really know but uh so I like that kind of softness and I like you know the intimacy so yeah I guess it was just kind of like and also when I was being photographed like as a subject I always liked those kind of images of myself you know and I always kind of preferred those shoots that were you know you're talking with someone and you're you know the camera's there but it's not like posy or whatever it's just capturing something that is happening I guess in like a soft way uh, is that a, a conscious thing that you try to do in your work or is it more of just a, a natural response um, I guess I do try to, yeah, consciously make that decision. Or, yeah, I try to photograph in, like, intimate settings. Like, I really like shooting in beds and, you know, natural light and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think it is something that I seek out. I, you know, from even just learning all this about you and you talking about your upbringing uh, the impression that I get is that you're very observant yeah and you kind of like you said you're you you said that you're kind of shy and are tend to be more quiet but you seem to notice things that are going on and it's uh and it doesn't seem to be out of a um like an insecurity I think a lot of times when people say they're shy people usually associate that with an insecurity. Uh, yeah. I don't really get that impression that you are, uh, and not to say that there aren't any insecurities, but I don't get that impression that you are an insecure person, especially with these stories of, like you said, you went to England and you're by yourself. And when you're 14, you're in Singapore. Um, you, you seem to be um, taking it all in and your work kind of, seems to be just an extension of that which it that may seem that's probably an obvious thing but <laughs> well that's so nice well thank you i appreciate that that's really nice no but i, I it seems very sincere too i i think um uh, a lot of times you can people could probably break down a lot a lot of artists like the there's almost like a gimmick to it you know for example like you mentioned i like being in in the bedroom and there's a bed and but it seems to be that you're in the bedroom, not because you're saying, well, I need a bed now because I'm trying to make it intimate. You know, it, yeah. it seems like there's a level of depth there that comes from the fact that you are observant and you seem to be very present in, oh. in your work and, and, and what you're doing. And I, I didn't, I don't know where I'm going with that. I think, no, <laughs> I, I think it's so nice. <laughs> it's more so you know that's one of the things is as i'm do as i do these interviews it's it's uh it's it's kind of funny because part of it is i i want to be good a good inter interviewer but at the same time i'm also really fascinated um as someone who i you know i i love art and i it's it's really fascinating to talk to another artist and and see how all of this comes about and and hear their experiences so i apologize if 
it kind of gets, I think, a little off track sometimes. <laughs> oh, no, it's great. Like, you, you're such a good interviewer. Like, I, I feel comfortable talking to you, and I, it doesn't happen that often. It's kind of rare for me to just, like, you know, open up. and. It's, but it's really good. I, I like this kind of style of like, interview. I, I like podcasts that sound like this, too, like just conversations. Yeah, yes, same yeah. here. And that, that's, I, I, that's, you know why I'm, I hope to do it this way is, you know, cause I, I enjoy it as well, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, no, that's good because, um, I, I hope, hopefully it's not losing too many people, but as long as you're engaged, <laughs> then, then it's all good in my, in my book. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I, I guess with all this and, and as your art started evolving and kind of, it very much kind of was born from this experience, it seems, of being very comfortable with your nudity, with nudity and with your sexuality, um, especially in contrast to your modeling career and uh, that, that world. Why did it become something so important? Does nudity symbolize anything to you or, or what, does it, what does it mean to you? For me, I just think that it's really beautiful. Like the body is beautiful. Um, and I don't know. I don't really like, uh, I, I love the female figure. I love painting it. I love photographing it. And I just think like I could put clothes on someone or like something, but it's just not, it just kind of uh, seems to date an image. Like sometimes if you see like, so I just prefer the, I guess, the intimacy and the, like, comfort, I guess, you know, of having an image with nudity or a painting that's, you know, has nudity or sexuality. Um, yeah, it just feels more tender. And I think nudity brings out that feeling. And I just think that, uh, like, I think that, nude art is important like I think it's uh fun like I, I don't think that anything should be censored uh especially in art because there's still so much uh shame around bodies which I think is ridiculous like even when you try to present your work like on social media or share it you know you still get you still have to censor you know the body and I think it's ridiculous so I guess it's important to me because it's something that, yeah, I want to do and I don't want to censor myself. Yeah, as, as we were saying earlier before recording, there's definitely, a, it's a very complex subject matter. And sometimes it's even difficult to try and express even why these elements of shame surround it. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the time or a time, or maybe it never even happened, but do you remember a time when you sort of lost that sense of shame? Um, I don't know. Sometimes I still feel that, you know, it's, I feel like sometimes it's, it's kind of embedded in, in me a little bit, like to be ashamed, to be shameful or whatever, especially if it's surrounding like body or like sexuality, like it's something that, um, like, I'm not really super, I don't feel very public about those sides of myself, but I feel like with art, it's like, that's where I can be bold and that's where I can, 
you know, just express myself. So I don't know. I guess I never felt um, shameful in that sense of like, you know, expressing myself because I always thought, yeah, if that's what I want to do, then I'm going to do it. But sometimes I do still feel like, oh, was that too much? Was that too, you know, but when I see other people sharing work like that, I think it's great. You know, I think it's beautiful. I don't think there's such thing as too much. Like if it comes from a good place, a positive place, I think it's beautiful, you know. Can you explain that what you if you say it comes from a good or a positive place what, what do you mean by that specifically um I don't know I think sometimes there is just like uh you see an image and you're like okay it's the nude photo but it's just there's no reason for it to you know it's just kind of like nudity for the sake of nudity which is fine but uh I don't know I always just prefer when an image is more there's something more going on like there's some emotion or some uh intimacy or you know it feels like a like a there's a real connection going on and I think that when the photographer the artist like comes from a place of like respecting the model or the subject or whatever I think that that comes through and you can see that kind of connection but I think sometimes you can tell when there isn't that and it's just like, you know, a photo of a naked chick, which is fine. Like, I think that's fun too. But I think you can always kind of, well, and it's not that it comes from a bad place. It's just, I guess it's a different way of making work. Is there a uh, a line for you? Because like you mentioned, you said, is it too much? Is it too little? Is there like a a line for you that you just won't ever cross? Um, well, I think for me, like uh, I do like using sexuality uh, in my work. And sometimes I'll take self-portraits that are maybe like a little bit sexual, but I don't think I could ever really put my sexuality like out there in photographs like for the world to see. Like, I think I'm just way too shy for that. <laughs> and it's also not something I'm really interested in, you know, sharing, you know, like super sexual photos of me, even if they're self-portraits or whatever. So um, that's, I think that's something that I just like probably won't do. But when other people do it, I think it's great. Like, I don't think it's too much. I think I'm like, yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, no, that makes perfect sense. I, I think there, there always is kind of a, a line, and it's not about necessarily a moral line, but even no. just of of what one is trying to explore. And right. in in my own mind, the what I think a lot of life is about, the way that I put it, and I, I hope it makes sense, but the the way that I kind of say it in my head is that. Uh, I'm trying to respond to what I find to be mysterious. So I'm trying to respond to the mystery of life. And, and every person finds something uh, mysterious in their own respect. Like, for example, some people are incredible mathematicians. I, on the other, on the other hand, you know, can barely count to my own age. But yeah. <laughs> not, not quite that bad. But, um, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have a disposition or... And it's probably more so an in, in interest to really explore mathematics. But 
in my own little world, there is something that I, I am trying to explore in my own right and show. I didn't know if you could identify what it is you are trying to explore and if you were able to express that in any way. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's something that I don't even think so much about. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> or I guess maybe a better way to put it is, what is it that you find mysterious in, the, mm, in, in your well, work? Yeah, I don't know. I think women are mysterious for sure. And like, that's interesting to me. I love photographing women because of that. Um, I think sexuality is also a bit mysterious. So that is something that I, so that's a good, that's a good answer. Mystery. So what about you? Like, what do you, what do you find mysterious? Oh, you're turning, you're turning it on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. That That's no, a, no, that's a fair really question. Um, I, you know, cause I, I think about this in, in regards to myself and it's, it's been a, an ongoing process to really figure it out. Cause I think when I first started, uh, doing photography, uh, I was, you know, I was 18. Um, and so, you know, now I'm, I'm 35. So it's, it's been going on a little bit, but I, as it as I keep exploring it, I realize more and more what it is I'm trying to figure out. And it, it very much is a zigzag path, you know, so I'll kind of venture in this area and I'll be like, no, that's not really it. Like I kind of go this way, you know, this isn't really it. And what I've realized is as of now anyway, like I, I think I'm really trying to figure out what sexuality is, especially, how should I say this, as opposed to like not sex, but what sexuality is. And, mm. you know, in contrast to sex, because it's very easy to identify what sex is, you know, in, in the terms of, of intercourse. Uh, but what I think we carry our sexuality with us wherever we go. And I think we're always interacting um, with our sexuality. And so I think it's there's a breadth to it that is massive and. I think that we're at a point in time where we are able to question why we have these social standards because uh, they don't really quite work for us uh, mm -hmm. any, anymore. And and I believe there there's a reason even in terms of history why, but I, I don't really think that they work for us anymore. I think that we can all really identify it. And I think we're trying to sort of all figure out what is the place of sexuality and how are, how can we navigate things. Um, or navigate sexuality and what should be sort of the new standards. So for me, yeah. uh, I think my work is really just trying to figure out what sexuality sexuality is. And I, I kind of do that by exploring it just from a very personal level. So um, like my work that I kind of mostly do now is I, I shoot my wife uh, and she'll be n naked at the, in the house. And, you know, we have four kids, so, yeah, it, it's an interesting contrast, I think, to photograph and it. It was something that all happened, always happened. And I, I just started photographing it and realizing that it it, it was something that was kind of different than maybe what people are used to seeing. But I don't yeah. really think it should be something yeah, that's exactly. odd. So that's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, that 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 to me is I guess I'm just trying to figure out what sexuality is as in contrast to you know, not that it can't include sex, but, um, yeah, but it's all like beyond that. It's all 
it's way more than act of sex, like sexuality, I think. Exactly. It's so complicated. It's so layered. I don't know. It's Yeah, and and honestly, a big part of the motivation to this podcast, it it kind of has to do with that as well because yeah. you know, that's why I want to talk to other creatives who are, are using nudity because they're able to have this experience and a very personal experience that is not the the status quo. Right. And I, I think there's something that can be learned from that. And I don't know really what the answer is. <laughs> yeah. And But I believe that if we can essentially compile as many perspectives as possible, maybe we could figure it out. Totally. And so that's a big driving force behind all of this. Um, and, I, and that's where I, you know, a lot of this curiosity comes in and you're able to have a, an experience with your work where you, like you said, you're able to have an intimacy and an openness and uh, a reality that I can never have even just by virtue, well, that I'm not you. And right. so, you know, I, I'm, I'm, interested in knowing kind of what that world is that you're trying to explore and and why it is you feel you've come upon it yeah it's really interesting to to actually think about it because yeah i don't know i guess like i don't really try to make like sexy photos like it's not really something that I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a sexy photo. But, like, sometimes they kind of turn out that way. And I'm interested in exploring that more, especially, like, um, with self-portraits, because I feel way too shy to, like, you know, photograph someone else, like, in that kind of way. But I think, like, if you use yourself as, the, you know, the subject, it's a little bit easier and you can have a bit less uh, inhibitions. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. It, well, it it is difficult when you are uh, working with other people. Um, yeah. Especially, too, under the pretense of modeling. And that I can say for myself personally, uh, when you have someone who's modeling for you, there is definitely a, kind of a a psychological um you you kind of stay in these sort of psychological containers where you know it's like i'm the i'm the photographer you're the model you model the power uh, power play or something there's like certain elements of that well yeah and that and that the even the other person doesn't feel like they can kind of cross over or that somehow it's, it's, well, I guess it's, there's nothing wrong with the dynamic per se, because, you know, yeah. for example, in the situation where you modeled for, um, you know, in fashion, like there's a, a goal to it that is fashion and there's an, this whole image and stuff. But I, I think when you're trying to explore something and you're trying to create art, a lot of times it, for me, it's like, well, I, I want there to be, I want there to be something personal. And I mm-hmm. want there to be something intimate. I want there to be a sharing. Um, as a as a male photographer, that's difficult to do, especially when you're working with females, because you also don't want to give the impression that like you don't want to be creepy. 
you know. <laughs> and but I think even women can feel creepy. Like I feel creepy. About it. Yeah, that's what, yeah, and it's not just. I mean, from you know. But I totally I understand where you're coming from, and I think it's good that you like acknowledge that or think about that because I think a lot of male photographers don't necessarily like even think about that. Yeah, I, dynamic. Yeah, it's 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 strange. I. I would probably, I hate to yeah, generalize, but I would say that that's true probably <laughs> for the most yeah, part. Yeah, no, I'm totally generalizing, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. I, well, I guess I would say I don't want to like throw male photographers under the bus because I'm, you know, I'm one and, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's an interesting dynamic because you're dealing with something very sensitive and, and rightfully so, you know, and you never want to infringe upon somebody and their sense of well-being. Mm-hmm. At, at least, I mean, I can say I don't. Um, some people might not care, and I, I think yeah. that's problematic. So, you have to establish a trust, and that to me is when my favorite images come out of that. Is when there's oh, yeah. when someone is willing to share and open up, and it's not that you're trying, you're not prodding them or prying them to do it. You know, it's and that's a that there's a balance there, and and so all of this was kind of uh, a lengthy sort of response to, you know, you were saying that you were kind of comfortable do, you know, doing that with yourself and it's difficult to do with other people. And I, I think that's kind of the reason, reason why it's, it's difficult to get, you don't have that same level of comfortability with someone else as you do with yourself. Yeah. But then there are certain people that it just kind of clicks and it's really natural. And I think it, you know, it is like a give and take thing. Like you have to be connected in some way. You have to have that trust, I think is the key word. It's like trust and respect. And, you know, like that is kind of rare to find, I think. Or maybe I just don't shoot enough. But <laughs> oh, yeah, I... I feel like I'm in this similar boat. I I don't feel like I find that that much, you know, when you, when you just kind of click on a certain level. Yeah, It's really special. And that's like, even when I was younger and I was modeling, like that was the thing that I loved about shooting, like with certain photographers is that like, connection that you make. And I think it makes the images better or, you know, it elevates the images when you can see that there's that like trust and, respect yeah yeah well why do you think that that's the case um i just think that uh i don't know it just makes everything easier it makes everything better and it's like there's a certain authenticity that can that comes across like you can feel that it's sincere you know when there's that connection and i think it just that adds to an image you know yeah yeah, there's there's a um a vulnerability too. I I think yeah, vulnerability. That's that's true. I can't help but think that that is a big part of what really creates sort of the the intriguing aspect of um any relationship. Really, mm-hmm. is that you just become more and more vulnerable, and through that, there just becomes a depth that you can't get otherwise. Yeah. It's also very scary to Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. Like, I Yeah. I um 
I, I try to put myself in that situation uh, of, of being a subject, especially too, I think it can be kind of hypocritical when, at least in my own eyes, and this isn't a judgment towards anybody, but like, you know, I, I've, I shoot nude models and women specifically. Um, and I think it can be kind of hypocritical or, or if you don't kind of put yourself in that situation every once in a while. And yeah, so totally. I, I think all photographers should, should get on the other side of the, they should model like for a day just to understand. Yeah, it's hard. And especially doing it <laughs> nude and it's not comfortable. Um, yeah. So how did you find that? Like the first time, was it challenging or did you embrace it? Like, how did you? I, I, am, I embrace it, but at the same time it was challenging, but it, it's kind of like one of those things, uh, like I've, I've been bungee jumping before and it's just like yeah. one of those things. It's like you, you, for me, the way that I kind of process, I kind of address a lot of things in life. I go, okay, well, like bungee jump, jumping is an example. Okay. Well, this equipment, the probability of it failing is pretty small, right? Like yeah. most likely I'm going to be safe. Now I might yeah. not but that's just part of the risk. And mm -hmm. so uh, I understand intellectually that the the likelihood of me getting hurt or dying is very small mm -hmm. and the rest of it is all just psychological. So just jump and that's all you can do. So. And that's a great way to see life and go through life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I try, but um, yeah, it's, uh, Feel like we're, we've we've uh, gone off gone off track a little <laughs> bit, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's great. But um, I I guess the the question that pops into my head is you know is talking about nudity and being in this sort of vulnerable state and, and create, especially for the sake of art. What to you is the difference between then uh, art nudes and pornography? Well, I think it's pretty clear to me. Like when people have that debate, I think it's it's uh I think it's obvious, you know. I think you can look at an image and tell like, okay, this is a you know, this is art or like, okay, that's uh that's pretty explicit. Like that's pornographic. But I don't think that's bad. I don't think that has to be bad. I think there's um you know, a lot of it is very like uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's complicated, but I think for me, it's pretty clear. <laughs> like, I think when there's like penetration, yeah, okay, maybe that's pornographic, but if it's shot in an artful way, like, okay, that's art. I don't know. How do you, like, how do you feel about that? Hmm, you're turning on me again. I feel like I'm talking too much. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> <laughs> you no, know, uh, I think a lot of it comes down to mentality. Uh huh. Yeah. I, and I think, um, I there's this quote that I actually always really that I really love, and it and it kind of comes from maybe a source that most people might find strange, but uh, there's this quote that said the the problem with pornography is not that it shows too much, but it shows too little, and that that was actually a quote by yeah. um the uh, Pope John Paul II. Oh. And yeah, I know it's kind of, it's kind of weird. <laughs> and, and I, I'm not, the reason why that quote strikes me is not because uh, I don't really have, I don't have anything against pornography. 
or, or I don't find any, I don't have any moral objections to it, but yeah. what I think that that quote communicates is I think that um, art tends to be multidimensional and pornography tends to be kind of one dimensional. And I think the reason why it's, that's the case is when someone's making something pornographic, the purpose of it is for it to be something uh, arousing sexually yeah, uh, in a way that is made to just get off to. Totally. Yeah. That's how, like, you can tell that's when I see something, I'm like, okay, that's for that purpose. Like it's all about the purpose, I guess, or mm-hmm. intention. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, and there's always, there's obviously it's a fine line and people play with that line. And I, and I think that's justified as well, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, you know, I know it's a, it's a complicated question and yeah. Yeah, but I, I, you know, I'm curious as someone who works with that subject matter, if if there was even, you know, like I mentioned, what what's almost like a, a line for you if there was a point where it kind of became hazy? Mm. Well, I think the kind of photos I make are more like, I mean, it's not that they're staged, but it's, I don't know, I wouldn't, I don't think I would just, I don't think I would be in the position of shooting anything like very explicit like just for the purpose of you know arousal so I just don't know if it's like really in my cards but who knows you know I could could like direct a porno like next year (laughs) (laughs) if I put my mind to it (laughs) in in England on the farm that you worked at when you were yeah exactly yeah who knows but no I probably won't because then don't really have interest in that but um yeah I don't know I think it's interesting I think it's very complicated and I think everyone has a lot of shame uh not this is a generalization but I think people have shame about that aspect and about sexuality and you know I think it yeah it can be hazy like I just think it's about what your intentions are and like you know what you're trying to put out into the world. Now, uh, you mentioned your photography and it's more difficult to, to segregate, um, uh, photography from in the pornographic sense, because, you know, there's a realism to photography. Now, mm-hmm. what, what about, uh, your painting? Oh, well that, I think, I don't know if you can see a painting and say it's like pornographic. I'm not sure. Um, why, why do you think that's the case? Just because of the medium? I think it's the medium. I think it's, for me, there's, like, way more, like, I'd rather explore, like, uh, like, capturing, like, uh, sexuality, like, through paintings rather than photographs. Because it's, like, it's from the mind and it's, like, you can paint things, like, from dreams. And it's, like, I don't know, for me, it's more personal. Um, but it's also like there's a distance that I can keep from, you know, my actual private life and thoughts. And like, you know, you're not putting something out there that's a photograph. That's like a record. You're putting out something that is, yeah, it's from your inner world. So for me, yeah, it's it's a little bit easier to do that with painting. Is that something that you intentionally do is 
you kind of maybe back off more graphic subject matter with photography, um, but then you sort of you explore the sexuality more in depth in your painting. Uh, yeah, and I think also because with painting, like I, it's not like I paint realistic uh, type things. It's very like kind of abstract, and so I think yeah, it's just fun to like play around with that aspect of it in paintings as opposed to photography. What uh, has been some of the biggest challenges to creating your work over the years? Mm, I think my biggest challenge has been like just self-doubt and like getting down on myself, not thinking I'm good enough, all those, you know, issues. And uh, I think everyone has it, but I think I can be really hard on myself. So I think the, the thing that gets in my way the most is myself. And uh, it's just part of like being an artist is like you, you put your work out there and uh, you get rejections, you know, you get people not feeling it, you know, it's never, it's not a, it's not a straight and narrow path. It's like, it's, yeah, it's full of zigzags and it's like very unpredictable and you can't take it personally either. You just have to keep, showing up and working so that has been my greatest challenge I guess and how do you uh, how do you overcome that I think with age like just getting older that's really been the thing that has uh, gotten me through those times just accepting myself more fully and you know embracing like my flaws and you know, just kind of chilling out a little bit. I think with age, it kind of definitely, as I get older, I care less about what other people think. And, you know, I just feel more secure in myself and my work. And like, yeah, it just gets easier. I don't know. Do you have uh, a lot of support? And I'm not, and when I ask that, I don't mean like financial support, uh, but the, the emotional support. Um, yeah, well, my husband is like the most supportive person, like the reason why I started, the reason why I do, why I'm an artist, why I paint, why I, you know, take risks, like he's just my, like, my rock, I guess, and so cheesy, but like he's, you know, he's really invested in the stuff that I do, and even when I think like, oh, no one cares, you know, he's like, I care. I'm, I'm here for you. Like I, I show him what I'm working on and he's always like giving me, you know, real, his real opinion and taking time to, you know, talk with me. And like, he is my, totally my support system. And it's really like a beautiful thing because he's a musician and we like, I'll listen to his stuff and we'll talk about it. And it's really like this, our relationship is like this dialogue it's just ongoing and it's, I'm super grateful to have that in my life. Uh, when, so when, how long have you guys been together then? Uh, seven years. Okay. So where did this fall in? Uh, we, we, uh, we're talking <laughs> yeah. about New York uh, a, while, a while back. Where does this, where did, uh, then where did that begin in relation um, to New York? Okay. So I went to New York and then I came back to Calgary 
and I was living there for some like some months almost a year maybe and I was 19 and I uh I was <laughs> we met on OkCupid actually <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> back in the day there was <laughs> seven years ago there was it's kind of weird but uh he was in Portugal and uh I was in Canada but I like just saw his photo randomly on the site so I messaged him and then he uh, we didn't really talk that much. It was weird. And then he was like, I'm going to come to Canada and meet you. And he actually came to Canada and we like went across um, Canada on a bus together for like three days. And it was just like immediately we're like, okay, we're together. Like we're in love. And then, yeah, we just traveled around and I just went to Portugal and basically stayed there since <laughs> since I met him. And that was so yeah, that was when I was nineteen. So that that um, so that was probably like uh, what was that two thousand? You said it was seven years ago. Yeah, it was like two thousand eleven. Yeah. Okay, and uh, you, how long were you in back in Canada after New York before that happened? Um, I think it was like it was either eight months or six six to eight months. I'm not totally sure. So just everything kind of progressed pretty quickly then. You yeah. Know, went to New York and back to Canada. And then uh, you've been in Portugal this entire time? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, that's my home base. That's where I live. That's where I have my little studio. And yeah. So being now in Portugal, for this, is, this has been the a pretty decent amount of time then that you've been able to establish yourself. And uh, you have, a, like you said, a, a studio and you've been able to really focus on your art. What else has that afforded you, um, having that kind of stability in all this? Um, I think that has made such a huge difference in my life, like just having that support and having the freedom and the time. And also like where I live is like a very small like village and it's isolated and it kind of um it forced me to just like slow down and uh yeah I just feel so free when I'm there and I just make work and yeah it's just freedom and time and space and it's and love you know because it's where I live with the person I love yeah that that's um the you know I mentioned earlier about the kind of recap of the of your life that I've read the most often is modeled became an artist and love love took her to Portugal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, it's it's in, it's all it's very romantic, and I'm sure of most most of it is probably idealistic. Uh, what have been some of the the difficulties in that though? Well, um, yeah, well, I am a big romantic, like I love, I'm <laughs> super into that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really, uh, isolating when I first went there because, you know, I didn't know anyone. I didn't speak the language. Um, I basically just had my husband and it was kind of tricky because also I was in this very small town and I was just like, what am I going to do? I felt really insecure and then um 
I started traveling um, like from there. I was like, Portugal's my home base. I started traveling and doing like art modeling in different cities and I'd go to New York. And so I'd have that kind of independence. And that was like super important to me. It just made me feel better about that being my home base because it ha it was kind of difficult. And also when you have so much time, it's amazing to have the freedom, but also it's like you get a little bit in your head or at least I did. So yeah, that was kind of challenging. What have been some of the uh, cultural differences being in Portugal? Like what, what are some of the ways of seeing the world that you appreciate from living there now, as opposed to maybe how you even grew up or other experiences? Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's so different from Calgary, obviously, because it's so like Portugal is just so old. There's so much history, like all the buildings in the village that I live in are like crumbling and it's just so beautiful. Like the colors, the tiles, the, the, there's like a romance to everything and everyone there. It's like, there's also kind of a sadness, like there's that um, Portuguese word, saudade, uh, you know, and it means like longing for something that, you know, maybe never happened or it's like this longing feeling. And that culturally is so, it's so unique to, to Portuguese people and the Portuguese culture. So like that has been really, I just felt like immediately when I was there, I was like, yeah, I love this place. I, I fit in. Like, <laughs> yeah. And everyone is so warm, like so beautiful. And as soon as you, you know, meet someone, it's like, they're very, they're also very kind of reserved and quiet. But then once you get to know someone, like they will welcome you with like open arms and they're so warm. And so that, I don't know, the whole experience of being in Portugal has been beautiful. Like I truly love it there. And it's like, a, it's like a different home. Is I still it, feel like Canada is my home, but like, I think it's beautiful to have both. Is it, uh, that, that's what I was going to say, like, is, you mentioned can't you still feel like Canada is your home as well? Do you uh, hope to get back there and live there? Or do you want to just kind of st stay posted up in Portugal? Maybe someday. Like, I think if I have kids, maybe like Canada is just like a great place to grow up and it's where my family is. Like, it would be nice to be closer to them. So I'm not really sure what the future will hold, but yeah, I do love Canada. Now, uh, speaking of the future, uh, you've had some, you've had some uh, recognition uh, and been featured in some galleries uh, or showings. I, th I think one of them, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but wasn't one of them uh, the girl on girl art and photography in the age of the female gaze? And then you also had an exhibit, uh, the body collects. Is that yeah. is that correct? Yeah, that's all correct. Yeah. Okay. So uh when did some of this when well, I guess first question is when when did this sort of start? When when all of a sudden did your work start becoming more recognized? Um, well, so I got approached like um uh in the spring or in the uh yeah, in the spring uh from this 
by this gallery in London and they said that they saw my work in this book that was um, female photographers and I had an interview in it and they said like oh we're doing this exhibition at Photo London and we'd like you to have some work in the show and so that like really uh, kind of changed some things for me because you know it's it's really cool to have a a gallery that is backing you up and I went to London and I saw the show and it was really cool really cool experience like to see that and then um so that was really positive and then I had this other uh exhibition in Lisbon that was like a solo show and uh yeah it was called The Body Collects and it was like uh 20 paintings that I made and uh yeah it was cool it was uh it was cool to create the show and it was also really positive. So yeah, it's been good. The last six months have been been cool. So you've, you've been able to have these shows. Uh, what, what I was going to ask is what is your, what is it that you want your future to look like? Where, what is it you're, where is it you're really trying to go? I don't know. I mean, I just want to keep exploring and, uh, the shows are cool. I would like to do more of those. I want to write more. Um, I want to make a photo book. I want to make a movie. Like, <laughs> I have all these things that um, I would like to explore. Uh, I don't have any specific goals, really. I just want to keep moving along and keep making work. That's, like, the biggest thing. I just want to keep working every day, even if it's something small, like, just making a few paintings like it it feeds my soul to do that like it truly uh is good for me just to be working so yeah that's what i want for my future well do you uh is there a point that you oh i guess how and i know this is one of the questions that i sent to you uh i guess how how do you define success then um you know in all this respect like you mentioned you even brought up your writing, which is something that I, I wanted to to bring up as well. But you have your writing, you have your photography, you have your painting, you know, you have you you still model. Uh, you have all these creative endeavors. What what is it that with all these things? It sounds like you're very much trying to main not just maintain them, but you they seem to be some very all very important in their own respect. Is there, uh, I guess, a definition that you have for yourself of being successful or what does that look like to you? Well, I just think being successful is like uh, not being broke, (laughs) basically, and not wanting to kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's a... uh, those are that's a pretty good um but those are very that's a very good bar to yeah so that's basically how i feel that's great no that's good i i i wasn't expecting that answer that's why i laughed that was that was a very honest answer too yeah like as long as i can keep doing what i'm doing and uh, and being happy with that and that's that's success like just keep pushing yourself like being excited about what you're doing that's like if i can just maintain that and like being joyful and being grateful thankful like having gratitude that's that's like a big thing for me 
So in, well, then in, in light of that, um, and this is like, this is where my, my mind is kind of going, you know, you ask a lot of people, what does successful success look like to you? And, and, you know, some will speak like financially, like being a millionaire or something like that. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of artists though, it, a lot of times comes down to, can sometimes count, come down to an impact, you know, they, they want to be their work to be kind of go down in history or something like that. You know, do, do you have that, uh, that drive or that desire? I mean, I, no one wants to be forgotten, obviously. Right. Do, do you have, do you identify with that at all? Or is it you, you're creating to, um, it's just all very deeply personal. Well, it is great to, um, you know, see your work in someone else's home. Like that's super cool to me. Cause I'm like, okay, this painting I made like lives in someone else's, you know, living room and they see it, they interact with it and they have their own story with it. And like that, to me, that is my work living on in some way. But, and I used to kind of think like, Oh, you know, at least I'm leaving something behind, you know, you know, with work, with painting or photography, but now I, I don't know. I don't really think about it that way. I try to just be more in the moment and, you know, who knows what impact it will have, but to me, it's not really, doesn't really matter right now. Is it, uh, yeah, you basically just kind of answered my next question. I was going to ask if you had, if you wanted to make an impact, you know, what, or if you could make an impact, what would that be? Hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't really think about that so much, but, um, if I can like inspire anyone to like, like uh, be themselves or you know make something that is like genuine or like express themselves or anything like that to me is cool you know or if someone can connect with my work in some way like I can inspire something or you know start a dialogue like that's to me that's huge and that's super cool why why don't you think about that very often um I think I would just go crazy if I thought about it too much you know I think it would get I I get really in my head so so it's it's more so out of practicality to stay sane (laughs) yeah I'm like okay I'm not gonna think about that yeah no that's that's legitimate I think I think um I for me I I tend to live in the future and it's very difficult to be present and and I know I've I've mentioned this in another one of the podcasts, but I really believe, uh, you know, you you can only be pres- um, happy in the present. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I I don't blame you for um, not wanting to, you know, go crazy thinking about <laughs> trying to make a giant impact because it it is a little. Uh, it is maddening, I think, yeah. ultimately. Well, it's also it's good to have goals and it's good to think about those things. And I'm sure with, you know, with the years, I will try to think about that more. You know? Well, I guess maybe a, a, a better way to put it is, uh, do, do you ever feel like you will arrive, so to say? Mm. I don't know. I'm a little skeptical of that. Like, I feel like, you don't really know when you arrive. Like, 
I don't know. I could have already arrived and I just <laughs> not even aware, you know, it's weird. So I don't, I don't know because I don't think anything really changes after you arrive. You know, I think it's kind of like your life stays the same and maybe you have success, but it's always out of your control. So, yeah. I, I get the, so, you know, just speaking to you and I'm projecting here, so tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I get the impression that a lot of your approach, it, it kind of comes down to just trying to practically ap- apply your self every day. Like I, I get the impression that you sit down and kind of have a work ethic towards your art that's relatively consistent. Yeah. I mean, I, I do. I try to, um, Sometimes it comes in waves, like some days I'm just not feeling it, but I try to just do something anyways because I know that I'll feel better if I do that or if I email people or, you know, because I do think like it is kind of a, my job. You know, I don't have a a day job. I just kind of do this. So I I do feel like responsible in that sense. Like I have to, you know, have my shit together a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's, um, even a good way to just, uh, you know, like you said, you don't want to try and get in your head too much. And I think by having kind of a work ethic where you just, you sit down and as it's been said before, you know, it's not, you're not necessarily trying to wait for the, the muse to keep its no, appointment, no. you know, it's just say you're, you're, you're there doing the work. And if it happens to show up it, uh, even better, but, um, yeah. And I don't plan anything like I really it was with photography, with painting. I don't really have any, you know, preconceived things that I'm trying to work out. But I just just by showing up like to to my desk like that's to me, that is uh, putting in the work. Yeah, it's uh, like you, you just said, though, you don't have a kind of a preconceived idea of what you're trying to do. Um, but your work still revolves around similar subject matter. Um, right. You were mentioned your writing, though, and even the possibility of at some point wanting to delve into other mediums like film and stuff like that. Uh, when you think about all those things, do you see yourself still kind of tackling a subject matter that is relevant to what you're working on now? Um, yeah, I think so. Like, uh, I think that desire is really interesting to explore. There's only so much you can explore um, with that in in uh, photographs. I think you have to have some kind of written or some kind of, like, moving visual thing for that. So, like, yeah, there's a lot of things that I want to explore. Um, but they're still related to the, the kind of work that I make now. Like, it's kind of about bodies and you know sexuality and I think it's really interesting with writing like how much there is to explore with that you mentioned you you said the word desire were you referring to that as a theme yeah uh do you do you see that as a reoccurring theme in what you do now um maybe yeah I don't know. I just think it's really interesting, like uh, female desire and how it's 
it's not really portrayed in art that much, but I think it's cool to have the perspective. So I think that anything that's made by a woman like will have that, obviously. So I think with my photographs, there is that uh, aspect. Well, um, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no. Uh, I just, what popped into my head is, you know, you just said that uh, female desire isn't represented in art very really and and i i agree and i think that's one of the fascinating things uh that's happening now is you know there's definitely um a surge of it yeah uh, totally in a in a positive way like i i i think that you know the the more the better and i think that's the thing is yeah from from all sides you know it's like yeah. it, it all needs to be represented but um in this context of, of female desire and it being uh and wanting to represent it yourself your your work like we were talking about even about before it tends to be softer and um there's there's it's it's beautiful and um uh, it doesn't very much venture into anything graphic or extremely literal Right. Yeah. What? So then, what does female desire, from your perspective, look like, or how would you explain it? Mm, I don't know. For me, I guess female desire. For me, I guess it's kind of like how I portray myself, or how I, you know, it's kind of like a. I don't know. Maybe it's more selfish or something like. It's showing, I'm showing my body in a way that I want to show it. It's like trying to create that kind of desire. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Maybe I don't really explore that in my work totally. But maybe in paintings more so. Or maybe it's something that I want to explore more. Even your photos of, you know, you, you photograph even other women and friends. Uh, there is definitely... Uh, an intimacy there and also I'm trying to think of a good way to explain this so when I was growing up um, I'm I'm from a big family and I have a lot of cousins uh, as well and I'm kind of right in the middle though so I think my grandma has a 20 like 27 grandchildren so but but I, I mean but to put a little bit of uh to explain that a little bit I'm, I'm actually the oldest of 10 so a, a big chunk of it is are my siblings <laughs> but yeah. um at the same time my where I grew where I fell in the lineup of my cousins I'm kind of towards the middle and on either side of me are pretty much uh girls or you know women obviously now mm-hmm. but so growing up all my cousins that I played with, they were all, they were women or girls. Mm -hmm. And I remember very distinctly kind of being at points where I kind of got like, it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit and I never really understood it. And obviously I understand it now, but I always felt left out in that, for example, I could, um, like we'd all be playing and then like one of them would need to go to the bathroom and all of them went into the bathroom and I was just left sitting there, uh, you know, 
because obviously I couldn't be included in going to the bathroom. (laughs) But even though, you know, like I said, understandably so. But at the same time, like growing up, it was like all of a sudden everyone disappeared. And, you know, there's a there's a a level of um, I'm not even really quite sure what what to say, like how to even explain that. But there's like a a camaraderie that uh, girls have have in in a certain respect that guys don't have and there's a they're able to obviously be close in a way that a lot of guys aren't not to say that guys can't be close or that it doesn't come about in a different way but you your work uh when i see it it kind of almost reminds me of um something similar in that you're able to have an intimacy with with these people that you shoot that uh kind of reminds me of that kind of camaraderie of even that I saw when I was younger. Oh, cool. That's and, so cool. <laughs> and, it, and it's a beautiful, and I'm saying that, and that it's, it's a beautiful thing and no, it's a, you. it's a good thing. But I, I just remember even being conscientious of it, um, as a child, because, yeah. you know, because I was like, I was basically left having to wait for, you know, a bunch of girls to get out of the bathroom in order to be able to start like having fun again. Yeah. <laughs> like the odd man out. Yeah, exactly. And, but I think it shaped me in in a positive way because yeah. I, I yeah. think, you know, even going back to like my own work, um, that I think is probably somewhat of a recurring question is even like, well, why is it that way? And you come up with good, like a lot of reasons, but, it's interesting that it is that way, I think. Yeah. And my point with that, I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. But, no, but I, I was, um, <laughs> I was, uh, just your, you, what we were talking about desire, your photography. Um, I was, I guess, curious to, because it has that kind of camaraderie that I even saw as a kid, um, how you would define that as desire. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's like a observer thing, like the desire to have that camaraderie. (laughs) Because I was always just observing, like maybe it's like not even a real thing. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Maybe it's my desire to have that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just uh, thinking out loud because I'm trying to understand. No, that that's no, that's uh, that's good. I I I'm asking this. You know, I, I'm obviously make coming up with this on the spot as well. You know, and I, you know, I'm. I'm asking these questions, you know, in a, in a very genuine way because yeah. uh, I do find it to be fascinating. And, um, you know, I do think that you have, uh, in a very interesting perspective that is very kind of understated, but at the same time, I think it holds a lot of weight that, um, people that it's, it's easy to overlook, but I think, because it because it's sort of uh understated and and soft and and maybe even that is there's a nature of femininity there 
Um, yeah. and I don't, and I, and I mean that in the best way. I don't, I don't mean that in, in a negative way, but I, I, I think that there's a strength in that, that a lot of people overlook. Well, I think that there is, you know, strength and softness. They work together, you know, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Yeah. So I think that's an interesting thing to, to work with, but yeah, not everyone sees it that way, you know? but I was always more into the subtleties. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. Um, and I, I think when I think of femininity, uh, it's something that is positive, and even in contrast to, uh, I think I think sometimes that maybe can be, some people can use that as, as a negative, uh, but I've never seen it as something. Yeah, no, me negative. either. I never see it as anything but positive. There was a reference, I said, you know, to your work that it was something that was, is feminine. How how would you then define uh, feminine, um, um, your experience? I think it is complicated. You know, it's layered. Um, there's more emotion. There's some softness, like femininity is complicated and it's it's different it's defined differently by different people but the way i see it is like vulnerability softness strength like all these amazing things that women are you know and also mysterious and i think yeah i think it's a positive thing and i think it's um underrepresented as well yeah uh, as you know, and as a whole, you know, you, you just don't, don't see it that much. Yeah. And people can define it, you know, however they want. I think sometimes it has this kind of, it can feel like this kind of 1950s, like, oh, that's so feminine, but yeah. I don't know. People have to define it for themselves. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, the 1950s, um, people associate it with being a housewife now. Yeah. I, I mean, growing up in a big family, you know, my mom, she homeschooled all of us. And so I was always at home with my mom and I have, I'll admit, I, I thought my mom, like the work she did, so to say at home was far more complicated than uh, like I, my view of my, my dad was that, man, he has it easy. He just, he gets to go to work yeah. every day. <laughs> and, uh, 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 yeah. My mom has to stay at home and teach us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was always a lot more impressed by my mom. Um, yeah. <laughs> now when I got older, I definitely appreciated what my dad went through, you know, because yeah. then I was, I was in that world and especially having my, you know, my own family, but there's been points where I've been a stay at home dad so to say. And, uh, it's really difficult. And yeah. I think it's easy to dismiss that as something that's not important. And totally. people, I think, um, yeah, that's the 1950s housewife thing. Like, you know, you don't do anything, but it's yeah. to me, it was, it's always been just the opposite. Totally. It's all complicated. And it's very nuanced too, which, yeah, it is. yeah. All, all these topics, but, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know when we're kind of coming up on on time here, but uh, there's, I, I, so I don't want to take your whole day, but uh, there are, there are some questions that I wanted to kind of ask to wrap things up, and mm -hmm. it changes pace pace a little bit. 
Um, but what are some of your favorite books? favorite books that's a great question well i love books i love um uh my favorite one of my favorite books is the leonard cohen book uh favorite game um oh i love uh mary gateskill gatskill uh her book bad behavior it's short stories i love short stories um I love poetry. Like I love, yeah, I have too many. Like I can't, I'm really bad at picking favorites, but I love that Leonard Cohen book and I love Bad Behavior by Mary Kate Skill. And then what are some of your favorite uh, bands or what's some of your favorite music? You can, you can, you can even, uh, you can even promote your husband if you like. (laughs) (laughs) My husband is Miguel Santos. He is a, He's a composer for uh, soundtracks, for movie soundtracks. And he has a metal band. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> he's kind of all over the place. and makes a lot of really cool music. So shout out to him. And I love, uh, I love Tom Waits. I love soul music. I love Motown. I love uh, Nina Simone, Leonard Cohen. Um, I just like pretty much anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you ever heard, um, uh, you know, the, the Leonard Cohen song, if it be your will? Yeah. I love that song. <laughs> have you, uh, have you heard the cover by Anthony or now Anoni? Oh yeah, I have. That's a great cover. Yeah. That, that one make, makes me cry. Oh, yeah, I love I'm a sucker for, like, lyrics, like, great lyrics. I love Nick Cave so much. Yeah, yeah, it's... Leonard Cohen is definitely, uh, as far, especially lyrically, I mean, you know, he didn't have the greatest voice. uh, I love love his voice. It's so funny. (laughs) Well, I mean, not that he had... I think that's what part of the charm is. It's not like... But he wasn't, like, a singer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not like who are some of like the best voices in He's a great vocalist, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, Leonard Cohen is especially with words, uh, it's, it's Yeah, I'm obsessed with Leonard Cohen. Like since I discovered him when I was younger, I was just obsessed. Yeah, that's that's a good one to be obsessed with. Yeah. Yeah. And then um the last question, what is it feel what is it that you feel you can contribute can where I'll start over. <laughs> what is it that you feel you contribute positively to the world that's unique to you? Hmm. Well, I think that I, uh, I don't know, like I want to say something about my work, but I don't really know. Like that's kind of up for up to other people. I think I'm a good listener and I think I am like a calm person to be around. And I think that that's how I contribute <laughs> and maybe like the work I make ties into that somehow but I'm not really sure I think that's up for other people to decide that's fair enough that's, uh <laughs> yeah I, I really love talking to you I, I really appreciate you taking the time yeah, and I'm glad we talking to you thank you so much for for asking me to do this yeah I've Look forward to everything that 
you're going to make and, uh, you know, your success at not starving and, you know, <laughs> uh, no, but it's, it, no, it's been, it's been awesome talking to you. And, um, where do you want people to reach you? Where's, what's the best place that they can get a hold of you? Well, I'm on Instagram, uh, at Johanna Stickland, J-O-H-A-N-N-A, Stickland. Um, and I have a website. It's just, um, johannastickland.com. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, I can do my little part in driving more people to, uh, experience your work and, uh, be part of it. And, and hopefully you'll, yeah, you'll find this, all this to be positive and it'll contribute to your well-being and give some context to what it is you're doing. Yeah, totally. Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone that has listened as well as to my guest, Johanna Stickland. If you enjoyed this episode and others, I would love to hear your feedback as well as any suggestions you might have. You can contact me at grant at gtrimble.com. That's G-R-A-N-T at G-T-R-I-M-B-L-E.com or visit my website for show notes at gtrimble.com. Then click the podcast link. Don't forget to show Johanna Stickland some love on her Instagram. That Instagram is J-O-H-A-N-N-A-S-T-I-C-K-L-A-N-D. She also has a website, same name with a dot com at the end. There's also my IG, gtrimble underscore photo. There is a new figureisms IG, and that's figure.isms on the Instagram. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your loved ones and show your support by clicking the subscribe button and leaving a review. And don't forget to spread the word. Oh,